Hello and welcome to episode 33 of the Man V Fat podcast. So I'm joined with my other third of the Man V Fat podcast, which is the legend, Ross Hunter. Hello, how are you? I'm alright, Ross. I'm alright, how I are you? I have a croaky voice. Yeah, if you, if you, you have noticed I've got a bit of a croaky voice because I think I'm coming down with a bit of a sore throat. You don't have to put it on a little bit as you talk it, though, it's fine. <laughs> Do you not think it's quite sexy? <laughs> Nothing about you is sexy to me, Ron. It's not what I said on the drive here, mate. It's not what I said on the drive here when I was nicking my Cavonia down Cavonia. On, on the M52. 52, 62, 62, 62, 56, which, whichever way we've been. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, uh, we are here with Andy Boland. Andy, hello. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Honestly, um, an absolute pleasure to meet you um, because Stu pointed in the direction um, of you a couple of weeks back and you're kind of an inspiration to all in terms of what I saw in front face value, being that you're not afraid, I don't think, of losing weight. Yeah, um, it might look like that, but you know, deep inside there's still some issues in there that I need to come over. But I'm trying to show you know what, what it is like, what it's like for everyone who's going to go through this type of journey. Um, but yeah, it's good, it's going good. It's Fantastic. Going really good. Well, you're looking well, you're here with us, so that means you're doing something right. Now, you've been with MVF for how long? Uh, 13 months, joined in September 2018. Fantastic. And you've lost, um, how much have you lost? Uh, I think currently it's sitting about 85 kilos uh, wow. during Man V Fat. 85 kilos? 85 kilos, yeah. That is incredible. Now, to put that into perspective, that was my fighting weight when I was kickboxing when I was 21. <laughs> yeah, that's a 13, 13 and a bit stone, isn't it? Yeah, since joining MVF. 13 and a half stone is. Yeah, so it's been absolutely life-changing for me. Absolutely fantastic. So was it was it Manby Fat Football that started it, or were you no, losing weight before no, that? No, I was losing weight before it. Um, started uh, January 2018 at 35 stone, um, and then <clears throat> up until September of 2018, I... Lost about three and a half stone. Sorry, just so you see, you were 35 stone in January 18th. Yes. Wow. Yeah, 35 stone January 18th. Lost about three and a half, three and a, just over three and a half stone up until September. Uh, I joined something called Fit for Life in London, which was some NHS program, which yeah. wasn't really that good. Um, and then. So, what was that, the Fit for Life, if you don't remember? Uh, you'd, you'd go to a group setting with other people who'd been referred by their GP. Um, and you'd get a psychologist, you'd, there was a dietitian there, there was exercise there, so you'd go there for two hours once a week. Um, but there was, for me, why it didn't work for me was there was no accountability, so you didn't have to get weighed in. Um, and it, it just didn't work. And then I finished that, went to Glasgow for a month of work, and then came back down to join Man V Fat Leighton in September, September of 2018. Okay. And I haven't looked back. Who's your football team? As in your name and the team in Man V Fat? Eat and less. Like it, E10 we, less. Yeah, we so. do get some good team names. Yeah, Leighton's postcode E10, so it's E10 less. So pretty. Uh, I didn't come up with that. That's quite afraid. clever. You're not yeah. thinking of Eaton mess. <laughs> Could even be that, yeah. Because I get Eaton mess from that, so eating less. So it's a double entendre there. Double whammy. Double so whoever came up with that, well done. Genius, absolute genius. Don't know who it was, but yeah, absolute genius. How are you, how are you doing in the league at the moment? Uh, overall league and the pitch league, we're getting humped. Um, because we've had four or five new players in each season so we've not really had time to gel and there's a lot of teams that are playing together for 
a good couple of years now. Um, but the Scales League was sitting at the top on goal difference uh, with five teams. So there's five of us sitting on five wins and three losses. Oh, okay. Said that with a smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> but that is it. Man be fat, it's not about the football, it's about no. the weight loss. And to, to see the achievement on the scales and to see that smile on your face is, you know, yeah. fantastic. That's, I want to win that league this season. I'm desperate to win it. We've come second in the overall uh, the last couple of seasons that I've been there. And now that I'm captain, I want I want to win that league, that weight loss league. So I'm doing everything I can to try and get that over to the lads to join in. And so far, they've been absolutely incredible. They've been really good. And How so, long have you got left in your league? Uh, we're halfway through. Right. So when this podcast comes out, there's maybe only a few games left. I think it'll be over. I think the season will be done. I think the season will be done because we finish just before Christmas. Yeah, I think. You, you know how long it takes Rom to edit, so you're probably right. It's probably going to be after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. I think Good we finish just before Christmas. The league finishes just before because I think we've got six weeks left. Um, so yeah, we'll find out soon enough. So last couple of weeks, it'll be all right. Be fine. <laughs> so Andy, let's let's go back. Let's let's go back to you know your background. Um, your childhood, your family upbringing. What was what was that? Where where was that? And what was that? Uh, so born in Dublin, uh, moved to North Wales when I was three years old with my mum and dad. Um, lived out in a, a little village, and I've, I mean I was big then, but I wasn't that big. You know, I had a little bit of puppy fat growing up as a kid. Uh, moved to Wrexham, North Wales, um, where I spent most of my childhood growing up, and pretty much up until I was twenty-five, and I. I ballooned really there up and I was I think I was when I was 17 I was 17 stone so pretty much what I am now um, and then it hit the drink and then the kebabs the, <laughs> the, the hangover foods everything and uh, yeah um, just went sky high with the weight moved to Glasgow when I was 25 for a couple of months I lived up there just I think it was just shy of a year and then ballooned again <laughs> funny funny how when you we start drinking you just get heavier and heavier and heavier and you don't realise it's it's piling on. Um, you get to a point where even in the fat man shop that you go to, the clothes are getting tight on you um, and it's you're struggling. I mean, I moved to Glasgow when I was 25 and my first day of work, it was a 15 minute walk to the office and I had to sit down three times on the way because wow. my back was going in, in that position. You know, and I'm, it, It's sad to think about when I think back at it, but it was it was tough. Um, but moved to went down to Reading for a bit for work. Lost five stone when I was down there, so I went from thirty four and a bit to twenty nine and a bit, and then moved to London and <laughs> drink <laughs> food absolutely everywhere, you know. So it was just constantly getting on it, having a great time, living the dream as it were, and then got to my heaviest weight at twenty seven, uh, twenty seventeen, end of twenty seventeen, and then yeah. That was that was kind of my story. So at the end of, the end of 2017, what was the deciding factor when you went, right, I've had enough now? Um, October 2017, I started feeling ill. I started to get really run down. I was feeling ropey, headaches, chest pain, that kind of thing. I, I was lowering the drink all the time. I was thinking, this is a problem. I'm, I'm going through the drink quite quickly here. And I mean, I didn't have a problem with drink, but I was drinking a lot. Yeah. I was drinking a hell of a lot. Um, and it got to a point where I'd go for a night out, I'd have one beer and I'd be like, I can't do it anymore, I feel, I feel rough. So I got home, you know, some shit as I would. And then I'd go to bed wondering if I'd wake up the next morning. Um, and after a couple of months of that, you start thinking, you know, I need to, I need to knock this on the head. Um, Christmas I spent with my family, came back down. 
Um, and then 29th or 30th of December, I think it was, 2017, I was getting real bad palpitations um, in the night. So two in the morning, phoned an ambulance. They came out, took me into the hospital, um, the Royal, down in London. Uh, nothing wrong with my heart, thankfully. Um, but high blood pressure, pre-diabetes, and I thought that's it. I need to give up the drink. I need to start watching what I'm eating. I need to get a grip because I want to see 30, yeah. you know, um, and I want to wake up the next morning. I want to be able to go out and enjoy my life without worrying whether I'm going to see them another day. Um, and at, at 30 years, 29 years old, that's that's pretty difficult. That's pretty tough. Um, and it was a kick up the arse that I needed. Fortunately, didn't do any lasting damage. Um, but here I am now. Yeah, so you've not drank since, have you? So I haven't, haven't drank since Christmas Day 2017, and it's getting harder and harder and harder, <laughs> mate, honestly. Um, I go out with friends, and there was like recently I went to some fellas leaving do at work, and everyone around me was just sitting there drinking. And I was it's quite, quite a peer, there's a quite a peer pressure, isn't there? Because I, I stopped for six months, yeah. and I like, did weddings and stag do's and not having a beer. Yeah. And you get a lot of peer pressure from people you going... Do. Just, it's not just have a beer. And I always try and describe it to people. I'm a switch, not a dial. If I have one beer, I'm on. And then oh, yeah, well, we're no away. Point, no point going out for one beer, is it? <laughs> no, absolutely no point. I'll just go and have, I'll have the, the one aperitif. Yeah, no, no, forget that. Forget that. I did that once in my 15 years of drinking. You know, went out for one beer and it was shit. So <laughs> didn't do that again. <laughs> didn't think there's much point in it. No, but um, I mean, my friends, my family, they've all been very supportive of me not drinking. So it's not been too bad. But on the occasion where you go out with people that you don't know and you see them drinking and there's no distractions from the drinking, that's why I find the most difficult. So I went to that leaving do. Everyone around me was drinking. There wasn't much distraction. Yeah. I really struggled that night. But then the next day I was at a wedding and everyone was steaming. And I was just dancing my tits off, you know, <laughs> on the dance floor going mad. Uh, and I loved it. I had a great time. I didn't even bother about the drink, you know, so it's cool. it's tough. But anyone that tells you it gets easier over time is full of shit, mate. Honestly, it's 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 difficult and it's getting more difficult. Good. I mean, what's touched on, touched on there is you've got, um, when you said you went into the hospital and you, you said that there wasn't any lasting damage. Mm -hmm. Now, normally, like you say, we, we would go through this when we're parents, late parents, um, early grandparents, maybe 50s, 60s, where it's like, oh, we need to do something to prolong my life. Do you think that's been a blessing that's happened to you then that you've gone, actually, I, I can change my life now without any lasting damage, knowing that I'm going to see everything that I can do to fulfill a good life? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I think I'm lucky that I caught it when I did. I think if I'd have left it much longer, I'd either be properly fully diabetic or dead. You know, there's no two ways about it here. I would, I would have been... I was a mess. I was a mess at the time. Um, and I think, yeah, you're right, catching it at this stage. I mean, as far as I'm aware, there's no lasting damage to my heart. I've had palpitations since then. Um, I think that was just due to the lifestyle change, the drastic lifestyle change when I joined Man Fat. Um, which was quite a worrying time. It was three months of constant palpitations, you know, and it was, it was terrifying. But <clears throat> there was no lasting damage as far as I'm aware from the doctors. They said my heart looks perfect. The only problem I do have currently with my health is lymphedema, which is my left leg. Um, it swells up during the day, so I have to wear uh, compression stockings throughout the day, um, which I hope, given the weight loss, the exercise, it will decrease over time to be back to normal, but currently it's still, it's still swelling up. And according to the specialist who was treating me, the damage that I've caused to my lymph vessels up in my 
upper abdomen yeah. with my belly crushing that. As, as, I don't know if it's going to be permanent damage or not, I hope not, but we'll see what happens with that one. But yeah, that's currently the only lasting damage that I've got, which is really more an aesthetic thing because it makes my legs look horrible and I don't like wearing shorts, right. you know, and there's a bit of scarring on there. But apart from that, you know, good health. I mean, I'm in constant yeah, pain. I, kind of, like, I find that quite strange in a way because obviously I've followed you and everybody, if you've not seen it, you should go and have a look at Achieving Andy on Instagram. Um, very... What's the word I'm looking for? Honest? Yeah, it is. That's the word I'm looking for. It's it, And just for you to get, obviously you've got before and after pictures of where you've done it and everything, showing everything it all, mate, basically. Everything. It has to be done. Next, well, all, almost all of it's hanging out. There's bits that you can't hang out for the for the moderators on there, but yeah. Um, what's the point if you're not going to be honest? Yeah. Like I asked myself if I, I, could, I could go on and say, I lost £2 this week when I didn't. What's the, what's the point? I'm fooling myself at the end of the day. I don't think that's the most important thing. I'm just keeping it honest with everyone out there just to show from start to almost from start to finish basically about what it's like and what happens. It's not always going to be a linear weight loss. You're not always going to have an easy time of it. Mm. Sometimes it's going to be the hardest thing in the world. Sometimes it's going to be, you know, I'm not even thinking about this. I'm on autopilot. It's great. So at what point, I mean, we've, we've seen the results um, and they're still continuing, which is fantastic. And what I took away from the, the, the before and after photos that you, you're putting on there is I'd rather see them on like DVD covers of like weight loss things as opposed to, you know, the photoshopped crap that you get nowadays. Yeah. It's open, it's honest. Um, <coughs> so at what point did you think, oh, I'm going to record this? You know, did you go, was it a point where it's gone, oh, well, I actually lost a stone, that's lost two stone? Or is it, do you know what? This is going to be the step and change of my life. And I want to record this so I can look back at it, I can show people what I'm going to help in the future. Because you're at the point now, I think you can offer help. Yeah. Personally, as you know, starting, starting your own group or something. That is something I want to look into. Um, but the point for me was after my first season of Manly Fat Football. So I'd post every week on my story on Instagram, just to basically my friends and family who were on there. And I'd, I'd show them how much I'd lost. Uh, every week on the story and then I, I, I was sitting just before Christmas and I thought you know what I want to share this with everyone I want people to see this and I want people to realize that you know it's not impossible mm. it can be done and, and not anyone can do it I don't think that's right that anyone can do it I think that's a bit of a blase statement to make but it can be done if you apply yourself if you put yourself through that pressure you can do it it's true. And anyone anyone can do it. I suppose anyone can do it and anyone can't do it. It's difficult with, obviously, with people with different medical conditions and stuff that they struggle to lose weight based on that. But if you if you put your mind to something, it can be done. It can be done. And I mean, I was in a bad way. And I've turned that around. And I'm, I have to say, I'm very proud of myself for what I've done. Going through a rough patch at the minute um, with the weight loss uh, for one reason or another. And... It, I look back, so I mean, you can see on my phone here. I'll just show you there. I've I've set my pictures me when I was fat, yeah. and me when I'd just been on a thirteen mile hike. So you know that the difference for that that keeps me going because beforehand on this I had pictures of Tokyo because I was going to go to Japan for the Rugby World Cup, and it it's kind of kind of got me going to lose the weight because I didn't want to go to Japan and be, you know, a sumo. Yeah. Um, because then you know I may have got another career out there, you never know. <laughs> but. I wanted to go out there and not stand out too much from the crowd and it kept me going but didn't end up going to Japan in the end which was also a blessing in disguise with the way works worked out.
But I decided, you know what, I'm going to put this on my background on my phone, I'm going to see this and it's going to, going to help me get through it. So what's been your biggest change from January, oh sorry, from December 17 to now? As in diet-wise or exercise-wise or what, is there something that you're doing that you never thought you would be doing or eating or... Funnily enough, nothing to do with diet, but I went vegetarian. Okay. And I think that's helped a bit. I think that has helped a bit because it limits your choices. Uh, apart from the first six months or so where I was living on bread, cheese and pasta. Um, <laughs> Great diet. <laughs> yeah, <that's> amazing, <laughs> but not, not good for the waistline. Um, <laughs> but going vegetarian was probably something that I never thought I'd see myself doing. I was a meat, three, meal, three meat meals a day kind of guy. You know, uh, I love meat. I absolutely love it. And I miss it. I do miss it sometimes. Bacon. Absolutely miss bacon. Do you find... I recently watched a documentary on Netflix about... Um, and it's probably one of the only documentaries I've watched where there was no subliminal message to it. Mm -hmm. um, which is which is good, because every time I see a, a dietary documentary, there's always a subliminal message where it's like, yeah. well, that's just telling me to go vegan. I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Um, but this one was generally saying about how the effects of a meat diet compared to a vegetable diet um, has a, an impact on your physical performance. It's the game changes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, 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 it tested a few things on these three athletes and they said, what do you eat on game day? And the guys are like, I have fried chicken and, and whatever, grits, whatever, whatever it was. And he's saying, look, it says, if you have a, they all give them meals and whatnot, have veg meals. And they said that you can perform better and longer if you eat your veg meal. So I'm just wondering, when you're eating your veg meals, and when you're going veggie, did you have more energy? Um, no. <laughs> no. No, I don't think I did. I don't think I did, mate. Um, if I'm perfectly honest with you, I was still eating shit. So I was still eating, like I said, the bread, the cheese, the pasta. I, was, I wasn't eating well. I wasn't in, implementing vegetables. I wasn't making it balanced. So not really, no. So when someone okay, so so when someone says vegetarian, right, we think a colourful rainbow of colours. Salad. Beige. The reality is beige. Beige. Not now. Not now. I'm more, a lot more balanced now. Mm. Um, why? Why did you change? Why did you change to more balanced? Well, because it wasn't working, was it? I joined Man V Fat. It gave me the kick up the arse that I needed. The second kick up the arse of that year that I needed. Um, to sort of take control of my life, and I think with a more balanced diet, a more healthy diet, you can you can perform better. You can perform better, and you lose weight quicker. You know, you fill up on vegetables, get the calories in that way, rather than a tiny amount of chocolate. You're going to stay fuller for longer. You're not going to be hungry mm -hmm. come an hour later and want to start on a snacking. Uh, but I think just going back to your question before about one thing that did change was the alcohol. I got rid of alcohol Christmas 2017, um, and I think for me that has been the best the best thing to do in my life. Yeah. I think it's been the best decision I've made. What was your drink when you did have a drink? What was the drink? Alcohol. <laughs> Just, <laughs> if it had an ABV, it went down, it went down the hatch. Um, I was a lager drinker. A lager. A big lager drinker. I'd go out, have maybe 10, 12 pints, and then move to the ciders, get on the shots. You know, I'd get absolutely hammered. Um, and that was a Wednesday night, probably. <laughs> Going to work the next morning, feeling a bit ropey, eat all the shit under the sun, go home, have eight cans, you know, or a couple of bottles of wine. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a vicious circle, to be honest with you. I was drinking five or six nights a week, right. and minimum eight cans a night, you know, so it was, it was a, 
unsustainable. Can you take me back to your mindset um, of that, Andy? And because a lot of men now are quite proud of what they can drink and about, you know, well, it's, I, can, I can handle this, I can handle that. At what point did you say, should we drink in this? No, because I, I had it years ago when I was doing it, and you, you kind of just go, well, it's not affecting my day-to-day -day life, I'm all right, I'll just have a few beers, I can I can do the eight cans, it's no biggie, and you just that's what I was like, I just kept like, okay, I'll have a few more beers, I'll have a few more beers, Friday night, just get smashed, have a takeaway, takeaway Saturday night, get smashed, and that's what, it was just, so from my point of view, it's like you just you still live in your life. It's not. It wasn't causing you like where you got you late and you monging out all day the next day. That's no, no, I definitely do that. <laughs> Full on. Yeah, Full I definitely on. do that. <laughs> Walk into work about half ten. Like, sorry guys, steaming. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. To be honest with you, the mindset back then was just it was a habit. I just got into terrible habits back then. Um, go out, get smashed on a bare Wednesday. You know, just why not? It was just there, and then Friday night get. Langage Saturday night maybe get langage Sunday have a day off it and then you know you come home from work you'd be like oh that was a shit day let's get some shit food in let's get the beers in let's just take yourselves away from from reality I guess it was wasn't it or just yeah. give yourself something there just to just to increase the enjoyment of the night I guess but there was no I think it was that point in October of 2017 where I was feeling like death I'd had a mad weekend I'd, I'd gone on a big session from the Friday to the Sunday and um, I wasn't sure if I'd given myself a heart attack or not if I'm perfectly honest with you uh, but as a typical man I uh, didn't go to the doctors uh, just put up with it um, and then that point I was like that's it I need to stop or at least cut down what I'm doing and then you get people in work saying oh, come on let's go for a drink let's go for a drink let's come get pissed and I'd be like nah I'm going home so then I found alcohol free beers I'll tell you the Erdinger Blue Erdinger Blue alcohol free beer, honestly, mate, that is that is the bollocks. That is the absolute bollocks. I love that stuff. Yeah. I love that if stuff. this wasn't if this was an audio recording, I'd high five you right now because <laughs> that is the night. I I will prove and I will test that. The, that's the nicest one. I love it. Absolutely. Love it. So the selling beer colour as well. It's brilliant. Necking about probably five or six of them a night, you know, just to to replace the alcohol. Um, and it was it was yeah it was that point I think October twenty seventeen where I thought my health's gone. I'm, I'm losing it here. I need to. I need to stop. Do you still feel that? Do you still get like a second-hand hangover? Because even when I don't drink, right, on nights out when mates getting drunk and you get to that eleven o'clock hour and everyone's gone by that time, you're like, but you're still staying out. But you wake up next morning with a well, what are you drinking? With a virtual when, hangover. Yeah, what are you drinking when you're on the when you're out? Probably either soda and lime or a little pie lemonade, which is sugar. So therefore, when you wake okay. up in the morning, what you because you don't have that much sugar, but if you're going out and having six glasses or whatever you're having, a bit of sugar crash, won't it? Yeah, that's what you'll do. I feel like death most most mornings anyway, so you know it's <laughs> no different to me if I if I have a few alcohol-free beers the night before. But um, no, I never used to get hangovers. I think that was one of the things that kept me on the drink was that I did not get hangovers. I think I was probably because I was still pissed the next morning. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get hungover. You should be hungover in work time, aren't you? <laughs> That's it, yeah, I get paid for it. Yeah. But no, I didn't get them. Didn't get them. All I did was just sweat profusely and feel a bit tired. But that was it. I was just an absolute sweater. It was disgusting. So, just going to rein it in back a bit and go back to Man V Fat. 
And before, maybe just a little bit before that, have you did you try weight loss schemes anything before that? That yep. you know, yeah. Light to Life, Cambridge, Atkins, <coughs> um, Slimming World, anything like that. Slimming World and Weight Watchers, I've been to in various different ages, various locations. From when I was probably about 14, 14, 15, I was going to them. That's, um, that's a young age. Yeah, yeah. to be going to that. Yeah. It didn't work. I didn't commit to it. It it does work. I think you can argue that any diet does work, um, provided that you remain in a calorie deficit, which is the important thing, or CISO as you, as we now like to call it and brand it, I believe. Um, <laughs> Don't bring CISO. Don't make it a thing. I'll, I'll let you uh, be the first hashtagger of that. Excellent. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty out there, man. <laughs> to be honest with you, if they do hashtag CISO and they get out there that a calorie deficit is what you need to lose weight, I don't care how it's done. If that's how it's done, then great, because that that's what needs to be made more aware of in these groups like Slimming World, Weight Watchers, that kind of thing. Mm. They don't tell you that you need a calorie deficit to lose the weight. Yeah. They tell you that you can have free foods, speed foods. Free foods, by the way, I think is dangerous, and I think that's what they use to keep the fibres coming in. Controversial opinion, maybe, but... I think the free foods where they say you can have as much pasta and potatoes and that kind of stuff as you want, that shit's loaded with calories. Yeah. That's going to keep you going there for years and years and years. But if you read it to the letter from what I've seen, because I do follow a lot of Slimming World accounts online on Instagram, um, it says to load up your plate with a third of speed food, which is your fruit and veg, your, your vegetables, your low-calorie stuff, and then a third lean meats, healthy proteins, and a third carbs. You know, So if you follow it to the T... It works. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. But the word free, I think, is where it fall, falls down for me. And I think I'm not going to give you a fiver a week to go and get told I can eat as many spuds as I want. Mm. Because that's not how it works. Um, but I tried Slimming Wheel, tried Weight Watchers, uh, did that Fit for Life thing that I mentioned earlier. Um, and then basically did a bit of research and then found out all oh, you need to calorie deficit. That's weight loss in a nutshell. And then combined that with the support of Man Be Fat and here I am now. You know. So do you, do you calorie count on a day-to-day basis now? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm still very, very bad at calorie counting. I say a calorie count. I do. I know roughly how many I've had during the day. And I've tracked my food since joining Man V Fat. I've tracked my food every single day for over a year now. And it's getting a bit... Are you pen and paper or are you on that? No, I'll just use it on my phone. I'll just put do a notes, do a Samsung notes. Sorry, can I say Samsung? <laughs> Sorry, say what you want. Yes, yeah, excellent. Uh, Samsung notes. Just get the old breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, exercise, water on there. As is the Man V Fat book. I uh, just replicated on there and I fill that in on a daily basis. Um, but calorie counting, I'm not very good at. Uh, I've lost a lot of weight. I think I was quite fortunate in that I was so heavy. I had so much to lose that I had quite a big window that I could sort of eat towards. And then yeah. obviously, increasing the exercise, you can eat more calories. Um, I think over the last couple of months that's kind of where I've gone a bit wrong because I've increased my exercise and then all of a sudden I've decreased it but I'm still eating the same amount and it's not and it's not coming off as well as it was but yeah that's that's me so you've got um, tried a few diets over a course of however many years um, finally had that moment where it's like I'm, I'm, I'm either dead or I've got to sort myself out yeah pretty much then you found Man V Fat. What was your first, where did you find Man V Fat and what was your first impression when you got to Man V Fat? Uh, I shit myself, if I'm perfectly honest with you. I absolutely shat myself when I got there. I googled walking football uh, near where I stayed and then found Man V Fat. And I was supposed to join 
the season before, but I ended up working in Glasgow for a month, so I couldn't make it. And joined the September in September last year. Um, went there to Lake Orient FC outside the stadium. There was a load of fat lads stood around, and I was like, oh, I'm definitely in the right place here. Um, we ended up going up to the up to the boardroom area type thing. Got weighed in. Found out that I was as tall as I was round. Uh, 176 centimetres both ways, um, which was mental. Um, but there was a guy there, Doug, he sort of introduced me, he'd been texting me and emailing me beforehand, he made me feel welcome, still well in touch with Doug now, really good guy, Manly Fat Leighton. Uh, got introduced to the team, all welcomed me in there, um, that was good. They, one of the comments from one of the lads there was, we like big guys like you, because <laughs> <laughs> you'll get his points off the pitch. Um, and then that was it really, I was supposed to go and play football with him, but I didn't bring my kit, so I forgot that that was kind of the, the way in done. Um, but the first week, lost six and a half kg, I think it was, which was obviously going to be a lot of fluid, you know, from having been eating shit for the months beforehand. Um, and then found out that we had no subs. So at 31 stone, 28 minutes of football, then you find out that it's not walking football. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, that's, that's nerve-wracking. That is absolutely nerve-wracking. But got stuck in, fell over once. Um... Really enjoyed it. I think we got pumped 4-0, but it was a good team that we played. Um, but thoroughly enjoyed it, and it, it just kick-started the whole, the whole process. Did you have that moment when you walked into the, the weigh room, the smelling of fat men? Did that smell hit you? That No, actually no, because we were at the score centre in Leighton, um, and there wasn't really a, a weigh-in room. It was no changing room, it was just a little office thing. So I didn't get any of that. So I've listened to a few of the podcasts and everyone's saying it stinks, but then we moved up to <laughs> we moved up to the uh, I farm where we play now and yeah, there is an aroma. There's definitely an aroma there. Okay, okay. Pungent would be a way to describe <laughs> it, I guess. And you mentioned um, six kilograms was your uh, loss that week. Was has that is that your biggest loss or no. have you lost bigger? No, I lost bigger this season, start of this season. Um but again, you know, it's not down to fat loss. It was purely the week in between seasons, eating like a right fat bastard, just going absolutely mental, eating everything in between seasons because there's no accountability yeah, for that week. Yeah, no, everybody really everyone, does that. Everyone does that. Uh, and I lost, I think it was about nine and a half wow. kg this the first week of this season, but then I put six and a half back on the week later, you know, so it's it's, it's not been a great season for me given that previously it's been consistent heavy weight loss every week apart from maybe one or two. This season I've been struggling. Been really struggling. I think, I think everybody gets to that struggle um, of, I don't know what it is, I don't know if it's that week break or the two week break where you go, oh great, I can eat what I want, and then you do, but then just trying to get back on the bandwagon of going, right, I need to start being, and kick-starting your whole diet phase again, it's, I, I find it difficult. I'm convinced uh, your stomach expands when you fill it with so much rubbish food that, you know, it takes a while to then get that hunger level. Like, or maybe it's just a mental thing where you've been eating like a pig for a week. Then you think, I've got to carry on doing this. And it's maybe a mental thing. I don't know, but I'm sure someone will be able to fill us in on that. <laughs> the science behind that. So what's your target for the, the, you're halfway through the season. What's your target for the rest of the season? Uh, close to 10%. I want to get that. Um, I wanted to get to 99 kg. Because that would have been 100 kg lost in four seasons I think but that's that's pretty much out the window now I think given that I've had a rough few weeks I've missed the last three weeks because I've been working up in Glasgow um, and I've been eating deep fried everything <laughs> while I was up there 
curries, the works. Best places for curries is Glasgow, by the way. I know I'll get a lot of people arguing with that, but best place for curries is Glasgow. Love, love it up there. Um, but yeah, hopefully hit 10%, maybe try and get to 15% if I can. Just see, you know, have a good solid six weeks and see how I get on. Drink all the water under the sun, eat little, exercise a lot. Well, I hope when you uh, reach that double digits club, um, you put that on social media. It's a big hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's going on social media without a doubt. Good that's stuff. Looking forward to it because I know you'll get there. So, in terms of getting there as well, why do you think Man V Fat has worked for you as opposed to every other thing you've tried? The accountability, purely and simply, the accountability of going in there, stepping on the scales, gaining weight, and not 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 contributing to the team. Um, I'm absolutely terrible at football. So I can't really contribute on the pitch because I grew up a rugby man um, as a kid because I was big. I uh, got straight into the rugby team. Uh, didn't get a chance really to play football. I can't kick a ball very well. I've scored one goal in my four seasons that I've been there, which was potentially inside the box. But, you know, we'll, we'll gloss over that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm crap on the pitch. So I've got to bring something off the pitch. And I think that was probably one of the reasons why the boys put me in as captain a couple of seasons ago because I was inspiring them to do well and then it all kind of went tits up after a while but we had a bit of, we had quite a few issues on the team with some of the lads that were struggling on and off the pitch they've moved on now to different teams and they're doing really well so that's a good thing and I think they just needed the change yeah. um, but this season uh, my main goal is that scales league I want that scales league desperately desperately want it but it's going to be tight it's going to be tough but I think we can do it I've got faith in the boys I think we can do it what was, your, what was your team again? Eat and less. Eat and less. So yeah. shout out to Eat and less for getting the uh, the league the league weight loss this season. I I think you can do it. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Indeed. So just going to round up before we go over to Ross for his uh, quistery section of the podcast. It's not that good this time. Well, I'm never. Not, but I'm, we'll make it good. We'll yeah. make it good. Don't worry. I'll just if it's, I talk it's, slowly, I'll drag it out. Ross, <laughs> it's never been that good. <laughs> so. Um, Obviously, social media is a massive part of your life. Um, and can you describe to me what the lobster challenge was? Lobster? Yeah. Lobster. It did look like lobster, though, was didn't it? Lobster? <laughs> oh, it was lobster. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Did you just text me? It's like no, lobster. No, no. What? <laughs> I've been through his Instagram going, did I miss that one? <laughs> right, no. so Stu's texted me. Autocorrect has put it as lobster. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I have quite a few people texting me saying that looks like lobster. So the lobster I, I, actually, I actually snuck one in lobster to see how many, how many people would pick up on it. <laughs> a couple did. Uh, Lostober was basically a couple of lads from Ireland who follow Slimming World. Uh, We've been talking and we've all been struggling throughout September. So we thought, let's start something that'll get people trying to lose weight. And we thought maybe we'd get five, ten people joining us trying to lose weight for the month. We ended up getting about 80 odd people in over the over the month trying to lose weight so the challenge was lose weight every week if you don't so what you know it doesn't matter there's no pressure to lose weight but that's the plan if you can lose weight for october perfect and we sort of needed that for a bit of accountability for ourselves as well um i think i don't know what happened with me my head went at one point i think this dragged it back in so the lost october challenge started up uh start of october couple of group chats going which were absolutely bonkers had to mute my phone straight away because that was mental um, met some really great people on there and overall I think I think there's probably about 60 odd people that sort of committed to it throughout the whole thing lost 
and I'm going to say it out there, I haven't added it all up yet, but I'm going to put it out there, it's about 30 stone. Wow. Between 60 odd people. So That's amazing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, so that was that was a good bit of fun, really enjoyed that. And um, was, it, was this just a hashtag put out, or was this a, yeah. who wants to join it, and the yeah, people yeah. that you don't know that were said, oh, can I be part of this? And 100%, that was exactly it, yeah. People that I'd never met, never spoken to, never interacted with on, on Instagram, you know, got involved, got in touch, got them on a WhatsApp group chat, got them on Instagram group chat and just firing out motivational stuff. People would come in, they'd say, I'm really struggling today. I'm really struggling mentally with this and I want to eat everything. And it was like, don't do that. You know, giving them some words of advice, drink some water, have a healthy snack. If you want that, have it. But then over the week, balance it out. You know, it's just been, it's just been absolutely brilliant. And there's quite a few that were in there that were heavy slimming wielders that were struggling to get to the target. And one of them's actually hit her target by calorie counting, or CISO. Um, I'm going to throw that out there. We're, we're making that a thing. That's it, brilliant. That's no. it, we're making that thing. <laughs> it works. But, uh, <laughs> I know it works, but you came up with CISO, that's what's killing me. No, I, I, I didn't, I saw her. I, I think uh, Naz Max from the Cardiff League. He's good, I like Naz. He's brilliant. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. I, I don't think there's a word that he's not spoken that's untrue. Yeah. He's he's so to the point. And An absolute wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Wealth of knowledge, Naz. I speak to him. Fairly often, yeah. You know, every now and then, just get in touch, see how he is, see what's going on. And he's a really good guy, guys. If you listen to this as well, hit him up on Facebook. Um, Naz Max, he is completely open and honest with you to the point where he's brutally honest because men need to hear that. Really, we do. It's you know, we don't like people beating around the bush. He doesn't. Job done. So, Andy Bowler, the influencer, is what I'm gonna call you now. No, you're not, mate. <laughs> I say I'm done. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> drop my oh drop weight there drop we go weight. there we go um, honestly your story I know there's so much more we can um, touch upon and I'm sure we'll have you on the podcast again um, however we are in this this interview room in um, Liverpool Central Library um, it's like a dungeon isn't it well there's no light on is there is there but we've been handed this room <laughs> dungeon. For, I've actually got this room for, for free so I'm going to shout out um, Liverpool Central Library thank you very very much for this so, I'm going to bring you out to the most exciting part of the podcast. Now I'll hand over to Ross Hunter for his quiz-story. Quiz-story. It's, I have to say, it's not that good this week, but we'll, I've got a few questions for you. So the idea is just ask you some, um, what I've got is a couple of different calories. Kind of tell me which one you think is the best, which always the worst calories, should I say, put it in that way. No such thing. <laughs> calories are calorie. Next. So, we've got 10 McDonald's chicken nuggets or a Big Mac. What would you say is more calories? Ten, ten chicken nuggets. Well, chicken nuggets are deep fried, aren't they? And they're full of... <laughs> now, bear in mind, I'm not getting ribbed for the stats. This is not my stats. I've pulled this off the World Wide Web. I'm going to say the chicken nuggets. Yeah, chicken nuggets higher. I thought it was the chicken nuggets, and it's not. The Big Mac is 540, and your ten chicken nuggets is 440. So you could actually have two more chicken nuggets and still be under your... I say, saying that, Big Macs have gone tiny, haven't they? I know, they're not Big Macs have gone tiny. You get them in a couple of bites. Yeah, but no man orders 10 chicken nuggets. They go for the 20 bucks. They go for 20. That's it. I can't do 20 chicken nuggets. Even now, I can't do 20 chicken nuggets. I could, after a big tasty meal. No, I did um, yeah. them 20 chicken wings from the six quid at KFC the other day. I think I got them to my like, 13th, and I was like, nah, it's breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, can't, I can't do any more. Well done. So, okay, looking at... Here's one for you. Christmas dinner. On an average Christmas dinner, I know because by the time Ron releases this, it will be Christmas. Um, All right. What 
how many calories on a, just an average person would have on Christmas dinner? So you've got your dinner and a few beers and things like that in there. Is it a well. full day or, or the... Just, just like the just meal, the, the meal. meal. Including desserts? Yeah, the full shebang. Uh, 2,400. Well, that's a lot of calories. But you don't skip you don't things. Hold you, you don't, don't hold back, do you? Um, you said 2,400. She wants that turkey, the pigs in, pigs in blankets alone, they've got to be a hell of a lot. The good dog army. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's got to be small sausages, you can't be. But everyone's like, oh, everyone's I just, my fat ass has just broke the chair. Sorry. But everyone's going on about the huge pigs in blankets now, aren't they? Mm. The big ones, nine, bacon to sausage ratio. So it needs to be chipolatas all, all the way. I'm just a big bowl of chipolata. You know, big well, Don't talk to me about your chipolata. All right. Um, I'm going to say. 3,010. 3,100, sorry. 3,100 and 2,400. If you added them together, you're probably about right. No, no. 5,200 calories is an average person's Christmas dinner with sitting down with desserts, breakfast, everything, which is basically running for 52 miles to burn off. I can't, I can't wait for Christmas now. <laughs> telling me that. I can't 5,200 calories, which I thought was quite amazing. And last one then, on the Christmas Talk about drink, as in liquid, general. general. That's one normally what it is, isn't it? <laughs> How many calories in a pint of Bud, Orange Lucozade, can of Pepsi, Ribena, Sprite, and Evolvic Lemon and Lime Water? What, are we adding this up together, or is it? Which do you think's highest, which do you think's lowest? So I'll go for so it again. Do again, yeah. Pint of Budweiser. Yep. Orange Lucozade. Can of Pepsi. A bottle of Ribena. Bottle of, or a can of Sprite. And then Evolvic... Lemon and lime water, only because that's my hangover drink. Volvic, volvic, I don't touch that, it's full of sugar, isn't it? Oh, it's full of sugar. It's a taste of powder for me, damn drinks, can't do them. Right, I'm going to say Luke says pretty up there, but I know Ribena is pretty up there because I drink some Ribena when that's my real bad hangover drink. Um, please I'm, not say I'm, I'm talking calories, not sugar. Oh, yeah. is, this in, is this in a pint or is it in like a can of so the, a the, bottle of Lucozade? The Luke, bottle of Lucozade is probably 500 milli. Right. Can of Lucozade will be 330, Ribena will be 500, or your, your ordinary little bottle thing. Right, bottle of Bud's probably knocking about 100. Pint of Bud. A pint of Bud, so that's probably knocking about 180 calories, I'd say. Uh, Lucozade calories, that's just pure sugar, but that doesn't mean it's high calories. Uh, it's not that high. Pint of Bud's 250, isn't it? Is it not 250? Is it 250? I'm going for the pint of Bud. As being the worst? Mm hmm. I'm going to go on, I'm going to go on Volvic London Line just to throw a spanner there. Was that your worst? Yeah. Worst is your orange Lucozade at 236 oh, calories. Wow. Pint of Bud following it at 193. That's it. I was close there. You were, you were indeed. So where do you think about the can of Pepsi, can of Sprite, which one of which is worse out of those two? They're both dog shit. <laughs> I'd say about 89 calories each. 120. Good effort, 140 each. 140 I would have thought, do you know why? I don't know why. I'd have always thought Sprite was less than Coke, but or Pepsi, should I say? No, Sprite's right. Uh, and out of the Ribena and the Volvic Lemon and Lime Water, which is worse? Ribena, easily. Oof. What do I think? It's full of sugar, that Volvic Lemon and Lime, though, isn't it? It's full of sugar. I'm going to go with the Volvic Lemon and Lime. Volvic Lemon and Lime's worse. So the best one on here is your Ribena at 103 calories. So naturally, I've been choosing the right drink to <laughs> So you can have two Ribenas or one. Wait, oh, wait, stop. Now you need to look up Vimto because it's the Vimto Ribena Wars. 
Uh, so you, I, I, I've got to make my own rhythm too. I can't drink it out. They don't make it strong enough in the bottles when they no. do so. And Vintone Coke's good. Vintone Coke. There's a drink for you. Vintone Rum. Hot drink, Vintone Rum. Oh, oh gosh, what was your cockles? What's your, what's your hot drink? Oh, yeah. Andy, what's your hot drink? Decaf <laughs> coffee, but <laughs> when you come to Liverpool Central Library and get a large <laughs> coffee, yeah, the verbal diarrhea comes flowing out. Uh, yeah, decaf coffee. Um, that's about it, really. I'm not a big hot drink fan. I get a decaf coffee every now and then. That's it. Some, I might like do that one. Scary calories, calories in your uh, coffees and stuff if you start throwing. Like, oh, your booty tea. I'll tell you what, your pumpkin spice latte at 500 calories is worth every one. Is that how much it is? Yeah, it was good. 500 calories. Yeah, there's a half a pint of cream on top as well. Magic. Absolutely magic. See, I, when I'm at a service station, I always go for the cold lattes, but I have every bit of trimmings on top. <laughs> I, I do, I just don't. Do you know what? Because I can. Why not? Oh, why not? If you're going to if you're gonna have them, enjoy them. That's, That's what right. I always say. If you want it, have it, but make sure, like you said, it's it's done over the week and you can spread it out and make sure you under your CISO over the week. That's it. <laughs> So Andy, what's the food you enjoy most? What's the food that you've weighed in, you go back all day, day after you want to treat yourself, what do you go for? I just try and eat as much as I can of everything. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sweet fiend, so I like chocolate. I really like chocolate. But then I like crisps as well to balance it out. So it's all about balance all the time. Like crisps so you need a load of crisps, a load of chocolate, a load of crap food, maybe a takeaway. Yeah. So I'm going to get a takeaway. Uh, I don't know, but good dominoes, isn't it? Good dominoes. And what? So you're giving up drink, you're, you're, the alcohol drinking? On a night out, what do you drink? Alcohol-free beer. And that gets you through? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's a struggle. Yeah, I think I mentioned that before. Sometimes it's hard to... Are you going to drink again? Um, probably. I'm going to put just it out an there. Interest probably. Just... I probably will. Um, but I think I need to look at my leg first, my left leg, with the lymphedema. If the swelling goes down, if it goes back to a normal size, it doesn't keep swelling up then I might consider it again but until then and until at least I hit my target of weight loss which is getting to 15 stone then I'll probably not until then at least yeah it's not not that I'm saying oh everybody you, you have to drink or anything like that what you I mean do, is it's just yeah do, that's fine because every time we spoke about it, you had a little smile on your face about having a beer and because I can see that you've we had a quick chat before didn't we talking yeah. about that it does it's not easy no. um but yeah, I was just interested to see if you if you would have another one at one point. Um, I gave it up for health reasons. If my health is okay, all of it, then I don't see the problem. As long as I don't do what I was doing before and go absolutely mental six nights a week, if I can, again, balance it as part of a healthy lifestyle, I don't see a problem with it. Um, I, don't, I miss Malbec. <laughs> I really miss a Malbec. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I love a Malbec. Oh, no, yeah. Not a steak. No, I can't uh, do that. I'm with you on that with Malbec. I do like Malbecs. Aldi do a very, very good one. Anyway, um, the one thing I want to, just lastly, that I didn't ask you before, we went to Ross's um, quistery, um, is I, on your Instagram um, and your social media, the picture of you, Stout Bollock. Yeah. Right? With an emoji, a big emoji, covering your um, manner. Did you, did you use the aubergine? I didn't see Not it. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. I'm keeping that on for a special occasion. <laughs> yeah. How proud are you with that? How how? Because a lot of people shy away from that, be embarrassed. I'm not doing that. You embrace the fat loss, and you embrace the whole culture. And honestly, I don't think there's one person that's not looked at that picture and gone and applauded it and saying, "Well done." 
What made you want to do that? That was just for the crack. I don't know. Just thought, may as well. You should have done a rear-ended one just for the crack. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I need a bigger <laughs> emotion to hide that one, mate, honestly. Um, but, I don't know, it was just something I thought, do you know what? I'm going to show people what, what it's really like. I'm, I may be, a lot of people say to me, currently, you can't have much more weight to lose. And then I'll go, right, hang on, have a look at this. There's still plenty there to go. So, yeah. So, wind your neck in, let me get on with it. We'll be fine. But I think it was just a case of going, this is me. This is me, warts and all. Not well, not warts. I haven't got them. <laughs> uh, but this is me, you know, with the skin. I think the loose skin is another thing that I want to show people that it's going to happen. You know, being such a heavy weight, it's something that's going to happen. Embrace it. It's better than being 35 stone and not able to get up a flight of stairs. Do you know what? I'm so glad you said that because I was saying to Ross on the way here, um, you know, every fat man and lose weight is going to have loose skin. Mm -hmm. I've got loose skin. I'm sure Ross has got loose skin. Um, it does happen. It's just that image of that's what we were. Yeah. And I've always said I'd rather have loose skin than, you know, a heart attack and die. I think the reality is, you know, we are going to get... I mean, but this cosmetic surgery can save up for now to yep. have your tucks and things like that. Um, or your loose skin. Is it skin grafted? I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there's something out there that you can that you can do. But for me, that the bit of picture you, you, you've seen. And guys, if you've not seen it, what's your... What's your, what's your Achieving Andy. Achieving Andy. Achieving Andy. And that's on Facebook, social media. Um, it is on Instagram, mostly, but I've taken the handles on Facebook and Twitter just in case... Brilliant, brilliant. It's um, good. It is. It's really good. It's quite inspirational. It is. And Thank I think um, that kind of wraps it up. Ross, anything else you want to add? Um, just stay in contact, mate, because if, you, if you're going to start up in a group or something, give us a shout and we'll, we'll, we'll plug it for you and do what we can. Um, and if you're going to have a beer, give us a shout. <laughs> I'd we could celebrate the first one with you. <laughs> Get down to get yeah, down yeah, to the, the amount of people, people that want to do that. Yeah, I'll be, <laughs> be a big price. night. It'll be a big night. I'll probably, have, I'll probably have two pints and be steaming. Yeah, be a cheap day at least. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Next, uh, lost over. Yeah, I'm on it. I'll do it with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. I can do lost over. Yeah, we'll we'll get us we'll get us going on the Man B Fat podcast. Running up to it, and uh, yeah, any more hashtags to come up with. Sounds like a plan. Anyway, we were thinking it November, but then I'm too busy this month. So. November just sounds like the opposite of lost over, and then to go in like shuffling mode. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought of it that way. Yeah. No, no gain November, potentially. No gain November. Yeah. I'm going to gain, I know I'm going to gain, so there's no point doing that. Juicy in June. No, we don't do juicing. No. Oh, it's good. No, don't, go, don't take me on that That's one. That's not. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure. Andy, thank you for joining the Man Be Fat podcast. Um, we're back in episode 34 um, don't know yet who we're with but we are trying to plug the wags of Man Be Fat aren't we Ross yeah I think we'd be I'm shitting at myself on that one a little bit to be fair why because your, your wife will be on there yeah I'm, I can lie a little bit <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to lie is she <laughs> oh god help me but we're trying, I'm going to try and see um, how the other half handles the Man Be Fat weight loss and a lot of things like that because it's not just about the individual it's about you know, the family life and so when you've got a loved one looking after you, is it having a positive effect? Is it maybe having a negative effect? It's, it's all everything that, you know, wraps around weight loss. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Ross, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Ron. Again, and thanks for driving. It's about time I drove. Studio's <laughs> all driving. Andy, thank you very much. Thank you very much, gents. It's been a pleasure.